moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. My name is Asa Nilsson and I'm your host. Today I'm coming to you rainy morning, the week of Thanksgiving in Westerville, Ohio. I'm sitting here with a candle and a cup of coffee and wondering what do I want to say to you? You know, having a podcast, do you think that's there's always this agenda right? There's not. I want to talk about what's on my heart. I want to talk about what's important to me at the moment. And I'm pulled because I want to, I want to sit and talk about all fun things and nice things that are, uh, that are also happening in the world. Yet I feel heavy again because there's so much sadness about, um, so many feelings, feelings. There's a lot of feelings in my in my circle of life right now, meaning my friends and my family and my bigger social circle. And it's it's hard to, as a person that instinctively looks always to find the the light in situations, which I do, it's hard to kind of come out to you and be like, oh well. This week is Thanksgiving, and yes, it is Thanksgiving here in America, and that is true, and and Thanksgiving is not celebrated all over the world, even though many people in America believe that it is, and it is not, yet I am here this week, this month, and I'm going to be celebrating it with um, a majority of my family. My husband has now arrived from Sweden, and we are helping to get things organized and getting mom's house ready, and we're going to be going to the grocery store, and we're going to be doing things, and the family's coming in on Wednesday and Thursday, and there's still two siblings that won't be joining us with their families, but, um, you know, there is there is so much to be thankful for, and and... I'm still feeling a heaviness in my heart. So how how 
how do you kind of work that out? How do you go forward with wanting to include everyone, include every person that you know that may not have anybody to celebrate the holiday with? Um, how do you open your heart to um, stories and situations that are happening all around the world with people who are heartbroken and just remain an open vessel for for their like holding space for the stories and the hurt um, because for me as a person that is a, I'm a woman of action I like to do I like to fix I like to um, sort I like to organize right those those are my skills those are my strengths but uh, what I need to do right now is also be quiet and reflect check in with myself check in with God source spirit check in with um, how I feel when I'm in conversation or in a dynamic that is triggering me. And by triggering, um, I mean, first of all, I hate that word, but uh, when I recognize myself acting out sideways, do you know what I mean by that? Do you understand what that means? Acting out sideways is is a term where you're not really acting um, as your highest and best, like you're not reacting in the highest and best of uh, like how you want to be at this time in your life. You might maybe revert back to childhood, revert back to old actions and reactions, how you used to be when you were younger. Um, I know, I know I've been doing that a lot. Not a lot, but I've been recognizing it in myself because there are certain things that like can turn me like this, right? Like that can turn me on my side, and I feel almost like I'm being tested to see. Okay, Asa, you say that you believe in this, and you believe in being honest, and you believe in being open, and you believe in having boundaries in place, and you believe in saying what it is that you feel and need and want. But are you? When it comes to it, when it comes to the time when you need to show that you do, do you? <laughs> I don't. Am I doing the best I can? Maybe. Probably not. No, probably not. Um, but what I will say is I recognize quicker that I'm reacting quicker, that I'm acting like a child, quicker that I feel defensive, quicker that I feel not seen, valued, or heard, right? Or the three things that every single human being needs the most, and that is to be seen, valued, and heard. Every single person deserves and needs this, right? And if I feel like somebody isn't respecting me or somebody isn't um, valuing me in the work that I'm doing or the, the things that I'm trying to do for them or for others, do I feel pushed? Do I feel pushed in a corner? And am I seeing a reflection really then of myself in that where do I do this myself or potentially I don't 
lift other people up or recognize the things that they are doing, right? Because everything is a mirror. Everything we do, everything that we see in others, when we want something, when we want it in others, we typically want it in ourselves. Um, so my sister introduced me to this gentleman by the name of Abraham Maslow. And I don't know if you've um, ever heard of him, but I had heard of the name like, like in the back of my recesses of my brain because we were talking about um, this week about uh, my work and what it is that I find interesting or valuable about helping people with the kind of talking through death or the Swedish death cleaning. You know, she's like, well, you know, tell me what exactly, how do you like kind of talk to people about that? And uh, it was such a good conversation because, you know, it's it's close to my heart, right? It's close to something that I think is important and that I value. And she brought up Maslow and she said that there's these, there's this, um, like a, a pyramid of our needs as human beings and that the the bottom of the pyramid, you know, like that the biggest part of the pyramid is um, our most basic needs. And I'm going to read them to you. So the physiological needs, which are basic, basic shelter, air, water, food, sleep, sex, survival, basically like the, the bottom of like what we absolutely the five core needs form the basis for human behavioral motivated mo motivation. Excuse me. Seven o'clock in the morning, I'm trying to speak. <laughs> and the reason I'm doing this at seven o'clock in the morning is because the family is going to wake up. And when the family wakes up, the day's got to go. Got to take my mom to the doctor. Got to help my brother with his decluttering. You know, it's like this time is time is now. So I jumped out of bed. This is how much I love doing this. I'm jumping out of bed at 630 in the morning, getting my cup of coffee, getting my station set up because I want to have this conversation with you, even though it's hard, even though it's complex. And I don't really even understand what the hell it is that I'm feeling right now, but I'm working through it. I'm working through it. So I can't see. So the five core needs form the basis for human behavioral motivation. So the first one is physiological, basic shelter, air, water, food, sleep, and sex. So basic survival needs, right? Sex would be procreating. And though if you don't want to procreate and you just want to have sex for enjoyment. Um, the next one is safety and security, right? So now we're looking up the, the, the pyramid. The next one up is safety and security. Do you feel safe? Do you feel secure in the environment that you are in? Now, safety can be uh, trust. Do you trust the people that you are with? Do you trust that they have your back? Do you trust that they're going to go behind your back and talk about you when you turn around? That's a, that's a basic need that we need to feel safety and security, right? This is when, when we do not feel safe or secure Right, we start going into the fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode. I'm going to come back to that fawn because that is something that I go to. Now, I heard fawning first from somebody by the name of Mark Groves, and that means somebody who, um, instead of making somebody else uncomfortable or like kind of like 
dealing with the situation, you overcompensate by making them like, oh, it's okay. How are you doing? No, like you kind of um, self-abandon. And I'm going to come back to that. Okay. So that is the next one. So that would be safety and security on the second the second shelf. The next one up is uh, social needs, friendship, family. So belonging, love and belonging. Do you feel like you belong in the tribe that you are in? Now, your tribe can be friends, can be coworkers, could be one person, it could be your pets, it could be... Um, online friends, doesn't have to be like people who are actually next to you. Do you feel like you belong? Um, it's important. That's real important, especially for me. Um, the next one up is esteem, self-esteem, confidence, achievement. Do you have self-esteem? Do you feel proud of who you are in your life and in your day and how you make decisions and how you help others and how you get up in the morning and do your life. Do you have esteem? Like I am proud of myself and who I am in the world today. Am I? Yeah. So we're looking up. We're looking up the the pyramid now. And we are at this point, we're now getting to the top. And the top of the pyramid is self-actualization. And at this point, we are working on improving our self, self with a big S, yeah? So our creativity, our problem-solving, authenticity, our spirituality, at this point, this is where the top of the, the pyramid, when we are behaving and being our highest and best, right? When when we have all this foundation underneath us, at this point, we feel our absolute safest and our best in order to start creating and start to like, like be able to share ourselves in the world in the way that we see fit. That hopefully is the highest and best for more than just ourselves. Hi, friends. Please don't forget, if you love listening to this podcast, please leave me a genuine review, an honest assessment and rating on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It would really go a long way for getting this movement out in front of more people. Thank you so much in advance. I really appreciate it. So when I was thinking about this, uh, when I was talking to my sister about the uh, my my work, and I said, well, you know, obviously the work that I do, I don't help people with their basic shelter or giving them air or water, food, sleep, and sex, um, or their safety and security. But do do I not? I mean, if we're working with safety and security, you know, I. If people feel like they've got their home, they've got a place underneath them, they've got the food, they've got their water, they've got, you know, their shelter at the next step of, am I safe? Well, I create a place, a space, a vessel of safety in the conversation because what is of utmost important to me is that the people 
that I work with that they feel that they can trust me because their story stays with me. Our conversation stays here because if you have a need and if you feel insecure or you feel unsafe in something, I need you to be able to say the words because when you say the words, then you have somebody who's got your back. Does somebody have your back? I have my clients' backs. I have people who I love and surround myself with. That is important to me. And why is that important to me? Because I have felt unsafe before. I have felt um, not trusted. I do not trust easily. I, um, I have seen myself in, am I trustworthy? Am I trustworthy? Am I going to turn around and talk about you behind your back? I used to. When I was young, that was something I did to make me feel better about myself because I didn't feel safe. So what do I do instead? I turn around and talk about other people behind their back to try to make myself feel better about who I am making bad decisions. Meanwhile, I'm looking at them saying how bad they are for making such bad decisions when in fact I'm just looking at myself. This is where the mirror comes back. Now as a 56-year-old woman, do I still get myself into situations where I talk about somebody behind their back instead of saying something to their face? It happens. It does happen. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. I'm going to tell you that when I do talk about somebody Primarily for my sake, it's for processing. I need to process. I am a processor. I need to think things through. Now, if I say something behind your back, I'm going to also come and say it to you. I'm trying to figure it out, how it is that it's impacting me and how I want to come back out and discuss it in a way that can be more proactive, highest and best. I come back to highest and best because I have to gauge myself what I think highest and best is. You have to gauge what you think highest and best is, right? I mean, these are the basic needs of a human being for our behavioral motivation. Why do I behave this way? Why do I feel unsafe? What have I proven to myself is unsafe? Where do I not feel like I'm being respected? Where do I not feel like I'm being, can I really trust you? Can I trust that what you're saying to my face, you're going to say to somebody else when I leave the room? These are base foundational issues in my life, and I'm seeing them when I'm here now at this time in my life when what's something I can rely on? I can rely on somebody talking about me behind my back. I can rely on that because that is what I have experienced. Do I like it? No. Can I stop it? No. Can I try to fix, manage, and control what everybody else thinks about me? No. What is up to me? How I stand up and look people in the eye and tell them, this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm hearing, this is what I'm feeling, because that is my responsibility. Can I sit and worry and dwell about a person talking about me or saying terrible things about me because they don't see me and whatever it is that I do, I'm never going to make them see me because it isn't about me. It is about them. Yeah. 
see that ever elusive unsafety, right? Uh, of am I loved? Am I valued? Am I seen? Am I heard? Do they know me? That's not up to me. That's not up to me. And I'm seeing that and it's causing discomfort in me because it's making me really have to accept and love who I am. And it's causing discomfort because I honestly haven't really truly ever felt that. I have felt unsafe in my foundation for years. And, you know, I can find people, and I'm looking for people, trust me, that do I trust them when I leave the room? What will they say about me when I leave the room? I want to surround myself with more people that are saying, man, she's really doing nice work in the world. She's a really nice person. If you need somebody that you can try, like trust or rely on, you can go to her. That's the kind of people that I want to surround myself with. That's the kind of person I want to be more of. You see, that's the kind of person I want to be more of because that is my responsibility. That is what I want in my life. And what I see is who I am. What I see is who I am. When I start looking for people that are bringing up this kind of beautiful characteristics in me, then I also start bringing up these types of characteristics in me and I lift them out in others. I start looking for good in others. Then I remember the good in myself. So for Thanksgiving this week, this week of Thanksgiving, how can I give thanks? How can I give more thanks? I can start with thanking myself and saying, Asa, you have done a lot of work to recognize are all of your needs being met in my Maslow pyramid, however you pronounce this man's name, am I, are all my physiological needs being met? Basic shelter, air, water, food, sleep, sex, the survival ones. Are they all being met? The next, safety and security. Do I feel safe and do I feel secure? Next, do I feel love? Do I feel belonging? Do I feel social? Do I have a social group around me, the needs, friendship, family? Do I feel good in all these areas of this pyramid? Esteem, self-esteem, confidence, achievement. Do I feel that I have self-esteem? Do I have the esteem of the self? Am I proud of who I am? Self-actualization, creativity, problem-solving, authenticity, spirituality. Do I feel that all of my needs are being met so that I can be at the height of my creativity? And as I'm looking through these, I recognize there are pieces in each one of these foundations that are missing. And that's mine to work on. Are you willing to really look at all of these areas of the pyramid to see, is there anything missing in my life? And what will I do about it? What am I willing to do about it and still and yet and also be thankful for everything that is working? Because when we're looking for what's not working, we're finding all the things that are not working. 
when we're looking for the things that are so beautiful in our lives, we find more of what's beautiful in our lives. And so coming back full circle to me saying to you that I have been triggered this week, triggered, I'm putting this in quotations for those of you that are listening instead of watching, for the the triggers that are being heightened in me. These are alarms for me to remember, to recognize. That's old you, Asa. That's what I'm feeling. The discomfort is the old me and how easily and how quickly you can revert to the old you. And this is the test. I think this is part of the growth. This is the part of life that I can recognize now and today that I am close. I am closer. I am closer to recognizing and seeing that I make the difference. I make a difference in the world. My choices, my way of being, my joy in my heart, my joy in coming to the world and sharing my heart and sharing my work. Um, I'm getting closer and closer and closer to being this self-actualized asa, yeah, of do I have my basic needs? Do I have my safety and security? Do I have all of this in place? That's up to me to say what it is that I need, to understand what it is that I need so that I can also explain it to others when I feel that something has gone awry in a way that is loving and gentle for me first, because God knows I can be harsh. Oh, I can be harsh. That's old Asa. Yeah, I've worked years, years trying to get away from that, right? Working day by day to recognize in myself quicker and quicker when I'm being ugly Asa. We all got ugly. We all have it. And it comes up when we're not feeling one of these, yeah, probably the basic foundation of the basic needs, probably under safety and security. If we feel unsafe or if we do not feel secure, what are we going to do about it? So today, this week of Thanksgiving, I am thankful for you being here, listening to me, showing up for me, showing up for yourself. Yeah, because this isn't about me. This is about me sharing me to you so that you can hear in me and recognize in you the mirror of me, what it is that you may want to look at for yourself because you allow me this time to come into your ear or to come into your heart. I am thankful for that. I honor that. I honor this moment together. I honor myself, my life, my health, my family, all my loved ones, you, you are my loved one. And I am a work in progress. That is the journey of my life. That is the journey of my life to recognize how I can do and be better and help wherever I'm able to. But I have to help myself first to understand who am I? Who do I want to be? And if it doesn't feel right, I got to do something to change it. That's up to me. It's up to you. Thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson. May he rest in peace would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.